Behind home plate, we bringing it to him all day. All day. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Win or lose, we bringing it to you always. Always. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. Tune in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Birdland. You know what's up? from section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to section 336, next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I am your endearingly stuttering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Sroka. Hey, uh, these um, Royals aren't O's or whatever. Yeah. I remember, uh, what's his name? Yeah, was the, these, these O's, O's aren't, aren't Royals or whatever. Yeah, uh, nice, nice take, little series victory with the Royals uh, seven years later. Take that, Jeremy Guthrie. Guthrie, yeah, exactly. I couldn't even pull the name. Yeah, the, uh, no, I like Jeremy. The the No, he's a great guy. Playing the Royals, though, they stink, first of all. Let's it's, get that out of the way. Yeah. They stink. But, like, they were good not that long ago, right? Like, what happened to the Royals? I thought the Royals were a good team. Well, here's the point I want to make. They had like a good run when we had a good run, right? Because they knocked us out of the playoffs. Like yeah. we we know, like they they're and they had a core group of players, um, similar to us, but but they had a, a a stronger, I think, core group of players. And then they broke up, and then, then they went through from us. I mean, the famous draft we got Adley Rutschman. They got Bobby Witt in the very next pick. Right. You're right. So, You're right. Similar rebuild bad. trajectories. It's uh, interesting, though. Not I think according little, to the standings. Well, that's the, my point. A lot of people say, oh, you just tank and then you win. So simple. So simple. You tank, you get a bunch of draft picks, and then you start winning. How's that working out for the Royals? How's that working know. out for the Tigers? Or the Athletics? Well, they're at the beginning of the tanking process. But there are other teams who have been on our timeline the tigers should be ahead of us the royals are similar to us does and they're still not winning so i don't we, think tanking guarantees a winning team in three four years and, uh, and we we still have a lower payroll uh yeah, well, is, I, is Josh, a, we should uh, uh i don't know off the top of my head top five paid players on our team right now well i um, know that hicks and mccann are each getting ten and eleven million from New York teams? Yeah, you love that, and, and and under a million from us. You love that, but but the other side of that, Alex Cobb, who pitched a brilliant game against us, yes. we're, we're we're paying him. He's I think like fifth on our payroll. Right, right, yeah. That uh, uh, our highest paid player is Chris Davis. Um, we're paying Alex Cobb. He's at the top five of our payroll, and then I think it's like Adam Frazier is like next highest. Um, on our payroll. Well, so, don't forget Kyle, Kyle Gibson. Oh, and Kyle, yeah, Adam Frazier and Kyle Gibson. Kyle Gibson's got $10 million. Adam Frazier's got $8 million. Santander has $7.4 million. Austin Hayes has uh, $3.2 million. Jorge Mateo comes in at number, what's that, five at $2 million. And that's a disappointment, I'd say. Austin Voth, Ryan O'Hearn, James McCann, Daniel Colum, Ryan Mountcastle, next guy you've heard of at seven hundred thousand. Yeah, 
Urias. And, and by the Rushman, way, everyone Darren else O'Day is, is making a million this year. So Darren O'Day yeah. is making more money than all those guys. Correct. Um, Aaron Hicks is making 480000 from us. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's we, he's making less than Bobby Bonilla is making from, from the Orioles. <laughs> or Chris Davis, yes. Well, yeah, well, Chris Davis by far, he's our highest paid player this year. Correct. But um, I don't even know why we went down that path. But yeah, do you think this is enough to get Buster only off the hate of the Orioles? Well, that's my point that Buster never brings up. Like, not tanking, tanking works is not is an oversimplification of the process. Tanking only works is if you kind of revamp your whole organization, right? This is not a story of the Orioles lost a bunch of games, got draft picks, and now they're good. That's not the story. The, the story is the Orioles rebuilt the organization from the ground up, reinvested in international scouting, Fired all the coaches, brought in new coaches at every single level of the organization, brought in a whole team in the front office of analytics. Um, That's what Buster never mentions. And the fact is, it doesn't always work for a lot of teams. It's not 100% success rate. And the fact that the Orioles have been so successful so quickly, I think Michael Elias... Um, deserves a lot of kudos for such a quick turnaround. Oh, totally. And, I totally and, that's why, that. and that's why I don't understand when people want to hate on Mike Elias and get rid of Mike Elias because he hasn't brought up Colton Kowser yet. What's the point of why would you bring up Colton Kowser if the team's winning? Yeah. Here's, and we can jump right into it. Here's the tricky situation I find myself in, Josh. Yes. I am one of those people who say we should bring up Colton Kowser. Yes. I'm also one of those people saying we should bring up Jordan Westberg. Yes. Now, and, I, and I'm one of the guys that says, just let Kerstead jump up. Yeah. Now, I'm not even talking about Kerstead, but Cowers and Westberg. But here's my thing where would they play? No problem. Right. Center field and Westberg, you know, whatever, move things around, second base or DH, whatever. Okay. The issue is, though, who who DH on Sunday? I think it was O'Hearn. Hicks yeah. played hasn't played uh, center. Santander wasn't it Santander on Sunday or was he Saturday? Okay. I don't know. O'Hearn's got a ton of playing time. Santander's everywhere. He's playing first base, right field. Um, but o- O'Hearn is the guy who I want Westbrook to replace. However, O'Hearn has been freaking a fuego. I want Cowser to yeah. replace Hicks, but Hicks has been freaking in fuego. So if I asked. So this week, just look at this past week, I would call, I would have called up Kowser and called up Westberg and sent down O'Hearn and never brought in Hicks. Right. However, it's very likely, 99% probable, that Hicks and O'Hearn had a better week than Kowser and Westberg would have had, right? You, yeah, I mean, yes, you can't take that away. So... Now what do you do? Because Hicks is, I mean, Hicks isn't going anywhere. He's your everyday center fielder because he's freaking, he gets on base literally every game um, and, and, and and has good at bats all the time. And O'Hearn is like that clutch left-handed batter that you need. Um, and how do you feel with the Royals? I mean, the Orioles get so mad when we DFA a player and they become good for another team. 
How must it right. feel for Royals fans to watch O'Hearn, their guy who they just DFA'd, carve up their team um, when they can't win any games? That's that has to hurt. No, I agree for those fans. Yeah. But but now what do you do? Because O'Hearn's playing really well, Hicks is playing really well. So I mean, so you have to leave it. You can't bring those guys up yet. You kind of have to leave it. You do. Uh, you, but I also but think Cowboys and Westbrook are ready. I know, but what you don't want to do is over, over, um, not manage, but over tweak. Like there's see, a I thought bringing in Hicks was over tweaking. I, I would have called that over tweaking, right? When, I thought, thought it was, bringing in an outsider to be over tweaking. I thought it was too, except we know he wanted Hicks for a while. He always had his eye on Hicks, and clearly he knew something we didn't because it worked. So yeah. I'm not going to get on to you for over tweaking if it works. I'll get on to you for over tweaking when it fails. I tell you what, I mean, Elias hit on Frazier so far, hit on O'Hearn so far, hit on Hicks so far. He's yeah. bad pretty well. He's uh, <laughs> Elias is bad pretty 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 good. And yeah. I, I always before the show, I always Google Orioles. I put Orioles in the Google machine just to see what people are talking about. Okay. Um, first article from um, usually it's from like Orioles.com or Masson or something. This time, um, and by the way, if all of us, we all get the same articles, or do we all get different stuff? I, you know I assume we all get a little bit different. Okay. Anyway, my, my New York Post, does that say something about me that the first article is the New York Post? Um, but anyway, it's, I'll, I'll, it do says, the, I'll do this. I'll play the game with you. All right. I search yeah. Orioles. Yeah. And, right, and top story, news. New York Post. Yankees flame out Aaron Hicks off to blazing start with the Orioles. Yes. Okay. Correct title. Yeah. And the Aaron Hicks story is wonderful because he's a Yankee. It's a great story on its own. A guy kind of loses himself and kind of can't figure it out, gets cut, and then has a chance to kind of take a breath, which I think sometimes players need, a change of scenery. So all that's a good story. But then you combine that with that he was a Yankee. And he's stunk with the Yankees. Now he's on fire for us. I just hope he stays this good when we play the Yankees again and he kicks their butt. But it's, uh, yeah, I'm loving the Aaron Hicks ride right now. No, it's fun. And it's it's like we talked about last week. And I can't believe that here we are a week later talking about it and it's still working. I know. I keep waiting for this thing, this magic to fizzle out. Because we talked about last week how we didn't expect this to work. And somehow it's still working. Yeah. So no, it's great. It's that's what Elias. It shows what Elias does, and that Elias knows what he's doing. If you want oh, to put yeah. out I mean, a maybe, situation, look at Aaron Hicks. Yeah. Now, now that we're talking, maybe O'Hearn played right field last game actually, in a weird move playing right field. Yeah, because there was that ball slicing away from him that he couldn't get to. Yeah. I just recalled. Because I was thinking about also, I don't think this whole discussion though. I think that Aaron Hicks discuss I mean the Colton Cowser is still a viable discussion because you swing Aaron Hicks to right field and put Colton Cowser at center. I think it's still where you move Santander to first or to DA makes sense, but whatever. Uh um the Colton Cowser watch continues. I still don't understand why why um your boy McCann Back at catcher. Hey, listen, I like him. He threw a runner out the other day. I like James McCann. I think he's a good backup catcher. Um, backup catchers usually don't play DH. Um, he's hitting 184 this season. 
He has just 16 hits all year. Um, why his OBP is 226. Why James McCann is playing DH at all boggles my mind. I understand the right because, because they told him when he would, they told him when they signed him that he would get a certain number of playing time and they love uh, high they love the matchups. The righty lefty, yeah. Yep. But again, uh, Jordan Westberg is right handed. He could be up here getting those spots. And even if he's not DH and you can put him somewhere in the infield, another right-handed at bat. And who and are you DH sending down? Somebody else. Who are you sending down? You're not. You can't send McCann down. No, you can't send McCann down. But I'm just saying, in the lineup, he doesn't have to hit to play against left-handed hitters just because you need another right-hander. Uh, Jordan Westbrook can be the other right-hander. Okay. All right. I I, I see I, that. I'm just I mean, saying you still need McCann on there to back up, so you're then sending someone else down in order to get Westbrook on here. I know. My argument is not that we should send down James McCann. My argument is James McCann should only be a backup catcher and should never play DH. Yeah, I can understand that. I can, I can understand that. I don't have any logic for why he would be DH, why, he, why you would ever use him at first base or DH. Yeah, he's there to backup catch. Yeah. But then I think we're also seeing that Adley – doesn't like to take time off. And right. the pitchers would rather throw to Adley. So you got to balance all that as well. Yeah. I mean, the McCann's been better at throwing runners out than Adley has. Yeah, that seems to be Adley's weakness. Yeah, and I saw some people saying about Adley's throwing. They're like, well, the, the runners, you know, Batista, Cano, they just don't hold people on very well, and that's why they – I think there's truth there, right? Like it's unfair to put it all on the catcher because, you know, the the it's fast they can get to home plate and how how well they hold the runner on. But if you watch, and maybe this is this is just kind of I don't have stats to back this up, but it feels like over half of Adler Rushman's throw to second are off the mark. They're like mm. not close to the bag. Like, right, which implies kind of wild throws. Yeah, and so that has nothing to do with 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 you know pitchers. I mean, maybe like he's trying to rush too much because the pitcher's slow, but but still, like his the accuracy, the arm strength is an issue. He has good arm strength. The accuracy has been, I think, uh, a little bit concerning. But okay, I'm, a little yeah. bit concerning, but I also don't care. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I think, I think it, I'd throw it to to the center field stands every time. I don't care. I don't care. Right. It, yeah, it's not things. it's he adds more he adds way more to us that it's okay to to give up a stolen base i that is true josh you want to get to there's two topics i want to talk about i don't know what you have on tap today i have i have, uh, I have a couple topics can i just tell you my two topics sure um all-star voting updates i want to talk a little all-stars and gunner henderson's home run okay those are two good topics. I want to talk about there is an uh, article that came out in the Sun this week that is titled Stadium Etiquette 101. Now that there's more people going to Camden Yards, here is a guide to better behavior at Camden Yards. What? Is this a real thing? This is a real article from Sunday's Baltimore Sun. And it is, I would like to go through this article with you. And okay. then, and oh, then and there's would, something else I wanted to mention. Now we're not gonna have time for all this stuff. Okay, 
I was um, just consulting my notes. But okay, go ahead. Right. What's your other thing? I would like to talk about a phone call I received on Friday. Oh, okay. Um, and then I, uh, and then I'd like to just tell you how much I love Seven Eleven. Okay. Because we haven't had Seven Eleven down here in Florida. I don't know if you have it in Georgia, but we, we just no, have, we don't. Yeah, we don't. And I know everyone in Baltimore and Maryland is going to laugh at this because when you're up there, 7-Elevens are everywhere. So you just take it for granted. You can grab a big bite anywhere. We got a brand new 7-Eleven that just opened up two weeks oh, ago. Oh, nice. Um, I think I've been there eight days in a row now. And yeah. I love 7-Eleven. So that's yeah. all I wanted to say. But yeah, and I, I got to say, the gas station slash convenience store game like, here, it's much stronger in Maryland, the gas like station we, convenience store. We've got a Wawa. We've got a few Wawas down here. Oh, really? See, I don't have any Wawas. I don't got any Royal Farms. I got one of the, what's the QTs? But I, I don't put that no. up, up with Royal Farms. That's no, the nice get, one here, the QT. We get, I've got a couple Wawas. I've got a yeah, racetrack and gate. And they're all fine. Either. And yeah. Wawa, a big fan of Wawa. But after years of not having a 7-Eleven, it's nice to have a 7-Eleven. Oh, yeah. That's my go-to Gatorade spot right there. Yeah. All right. So that's all I wanted to say about 7-Eleven. All right. So, all right. So. Oh, the other topic I want to get to, Josh, real quick. Um, um, That guy for the Reds, uh, Ellie De De La Cruz, who just crushes the ball, um, hits the ball a million miles per hour. Okay. He hit his first home run. Yes. And then the guy, I, I forget how the, the, the fan gouging. Yeah. And then someone um, tweeted out if you'd caught Jackson's Holiday's first home run, what would you hold out for? Yeah. I thought maybe if well, we had time, we could get into that discussion. Okay. Well. Yeah. Because I also saw the payout for the Gunnar Henderson Utah Street. Home. Oh, was there something involved with yes. that one too? There was. Okay. So, well, we can we, talk about both those topics then. All right. All right. All that and more on today's session 336. <laughs> all right. All right. So, so are uh, we done now? Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. So, so spin the wheel. What topic do you want to start with? Which one <laughs> intrigues you the most? Uh, now I forget what we were talking about. Um, we need to have I, a little, uh, we need to start doing a little poll on these live things. And if people are watching live, they can vote on which, which topics for us to cover. Yeah. This is the dispute. Can I tell you all now right. in my, in my household, Josh, it's summertime. Not in just my household, but in all households in in the Western Hemisphere, it's summertime. Oh, it's not. It's not. Wait, like up not. in Baltimore, they're still in school, right? No, they're done. They're done school, aren't they? There's been graduation parties. No, no, it's June twelfth. Oh. It's June twelfth. Maryland's still in school. Okay, well, my, my kid's been done for like three weeks. Yeah, mine too. Mine too. Right. But, but uh, anyway, it's fine. It's it's well, the season's still summer, even they're still in school. The and every fight with my wife, not fight is too strong of a word, every discussion, heated discussion, it all ends the same way now in the summer. And I know you because you've been here, Josh. I don't know if you're still here now, but I know you've been here where you would end discussions with this with this sentence too. And this sentence ends all the discussions. And that's this sentence. Well, it's on the calendar. That's not how all the conversations end. Well, it's on the calendar because we're all just fighting for dates and times. I, well, it's on I, the calendar. That's where I, we're at now. I did say that today. I did say today it's on the calendar. Yeah, that's, I did do that. Emily and now, I say that probably now, about 10 times a day now. It was also told to me today as well when I asked for directions to someplace. And my response was it's on the calendar. Yeah. See, that's that's where we're at right now. After everything. I also I just looked up. 
and it's like today, tomorrow, and Thursday is the last day of schools for uh, for different Maryland counties. Okay. So, yeah, you're right on pace. Everyone's hitting summer this weekend. Yeah, yeah. And so if you say anything, like, like I was – it came with a softball game because the softball was – it's playoffs. So you really don't know what we're playing until, you know, the game happens. So I can't put on the calendar yet. So it's really stressful. So the second the game ends, I got to put on the calendar real quick. Because you can't tell right. the person. Because the first question would be, "Well, was it on the calendar?" Yep. Uh, guys, yeah, yeah, it's on the calendar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get it on, so it acts like it's been there for a while. Yeah, right. yeah exactly. I got gotcha. you. Um, all right. Well, let's talk. Let's start with some of these baseball topics. Then we can okay. get to the stadium etiquette, and then I'll tell you about my phone call with MLB Advanced Media. Oh, nice. All right. Well, let's start with All Star voting. That's a baseball topic. All right. Yeah, that's a baseball. Topic. All right. So Adley Rushman is leading catchers. Well, well, let's go through for, this through. I just I'll go through them all right now. All right, you got, we them got all? an update on all star voting. This is as of 108 today. Um, and an update on the all star voting. First base, Vlad Guerrero Jr. leads voting. No Orioles. No uh, uh Where's Mount Castle. Well, I'm Castle sorry. The by, by no, I mean, it... I'm looking at the top five. There's no Mount Castle. Oh, I think I think Mount Castle's uh, number eight in the order, if I remember. Okay. Um, All right, I'll pull up the whole list. Fine. He's number eight. You're right. He's number eight. (laughs) By by the way, Trey Mancini's number five in the National League. Name recognition. Um, He's he's turned it around lately. He's he's gotten better. Um, Hey, but you know what? I'll just point this out too. You you mentioned Adley Rutschman's number one. Yes. For catchers, um, do you know who, who number two for catcher is? Uh, for the American League? Yep. Friend of the show. Oh, uh, Heim. Yeah, Jonah, Jonah Heim. Heim for the Jonah Rangers. Heim's been having a great year. Yeah. Everyone for the Rangers has like 80 RBI, if you look at it. Yeah. Because they just score so many freaking runs. Um, so, yeah, first baseman, uh, it, Ryan Max comes at eight. Second baseman, uh, Marcus Simeon for the Rangers leads. Yeah. Um, I by mean, a large margin. The range, huge all the Rangers do is score runs, and All Star voting is so much about offense that it makes well, sense. You, They're going to have a lot of names. Josh, I don't want to put you on the spot, but have you voted yet? <laughs> no, I haven't voted. No, do you see my sticker? No, I haven't voted. Mm. So you don't participate in this civic process we call voting. Um, I here's my problem with voting. If we want, I don't know if we've, we've had to have talked about this before. Here's my problem with all-star game voting. Yeah. We're not going to get to any of our topics because we're still on just second base. No. Okay, go ahead. All right, all-star voting. Here's my problem. The internet. The internet. It should be, if you want to vote for the all-star game, you have to spend your money, go to the ball game, and punch out the little card. Internet voting That's how we did it our whole lives. Right. Internet voting's all corrupt. If I see one more thing from the Orioles saying, go vote to send these guys to Seattle, like, it's all corrupt. It's all campaigns. It's all this. It's, it's, <laughs> if you if want you evidence vote, of corruption, I will point you to, to the Orioles Twitter March Madness bracket or whatever it was. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> of internet corruption. Exactly. The internet screws everything up. You need the old paper ballots. Go back to this. What about hanging chads, though? Those things were hard to punch out. You were running around. Who's got some keys? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Punch this thing out. Yeah, you got to use the keys. And, and now, punch now the people just have the fobs. They, they, they don't even have the actual key anymore. So I know. Even more I know. You're going to have to go back. But the idea is you go with the paper stuff. There's no issues. There's no ballot stuff in and all this other crap. Go with the paper ballots. Yeah. I think like I'm, I, and I don't want, I'm going to upset people here because getting into politics, but like, I feel pretty, I vote in my elections. I'm supposed to vote in, but I also feel pretty good that my one singular vote is not going to really push the election one way or the other. That's my other problem. That's my other problem with the internet. You get 20 votes. That's my point. And And if I have like a special MasterCard, I get another six votes. Every day you can vote like 10 times every single day. <laughs> right. Because is it is it because they want to say, oh, 20 million people voted for Adley Rushman? Yeah, I guess. I mean. When it's I, really one person 100 times. I, I did vote once, Josh. I voted once. Like one. And, that's like buying a lottery ticket. Like one is going to do it. There's a billion I, out I, there. I felt like and I, I, I did all or, or mostly Orioles. And and then I did sometimes as the best player. I didn't vote for Aaron Judge. I feel good about my votes, and I can say I voted, um, and so I can feel good about myself. Unlike you, um, even though I just did it once, and I was able to do it more I than have, once. I, I have just plenty of time once. to vote more than you. Okay. But the whole point is, no, go back to if you want to vote twenty times, you better go to twenty games, or at least go to one game and just take all the papers from your uh, row. Yeah. Or they should be tied to. Can't you like in the ballpark app check in? Maybe yeah, like when you check a, in, you should be able to go online or something. That's a good point. And then you can vote once. Yeah. If you with your MLB.com account, you can vote once. I like this. Yeah. I want I want my MLB All-Star game voting to be more legit than the uh president voting. Presidential yeah, I, votes. I mean, I'm just looking at so if you look at just the the, the votes, um, like in the American League, catcher, you know, Adley's got four hundred and sixty thousand. Jonah's got 320, so we're, we're at 780. If you add Salvador Perez, it's over right. 300, so you're over. You're at a million already, and, right. and that's just the top three guys have gotten a million votes. Well, you know, baseball is like the number one sport in America. Everyone votes in the world. Yeah, exactly in the world. So you, we're on, we're on this agreement that uh, we're going to storm the MLB offices. Yeah, second baseman Adam um, Adam Frazier is number eight. People voted for Adam Frazier. I was one of these people, but I wasn't alone because 78,838 people, or should I say votes, (laughs) voted for Adam Frazier as well. Third baseman, mm, hating on Ramon Urias. He comes in as 10th, and I guess it's listed there as Ramon Urias is your uh, third base option for the Orioles. What? No, Gunner? Where's Gunner? Gunner is listed as a shortstop. Hmm. Mm. Where is he listed as? Where, where was he listed? listed. He's not he he's not in the top ten. I'm trying to think when I filled out the ballot if he was on there. I think he was listed as like shortstop DH maybe. Um, oh. okay. But yeah, uh, third baseman. Roman I mean, Martin he's only is, the he's only the AL Player of the Week. Yeah, and um, he, he doesn't even get a spot the, on the ballot. They need to update the ballots. Um, I don't know if he's on the ballot. If you would vote, Josh, you would have known if he's on the ballot or not. Shortstop, Jorge Mateo is at eighth. Bo Bichette leads in first. Jorge Mateo is in eighth. Designated hitter, of course, Shoyo Otani. Gunnar Henderson is listed as a DH. Yeah. So he has to go up against Shoyo Otani. Good luck with that. Disrespect. But he's not even on the top ten. I mean, Jake Berger 
is ahead of him in voting. And then outfielders, the top three um, are not surprising. Judge, Trout, Jordan Alvarez. Yep. Rosarina is fourth. Kiermaier is having a great year. He's fifth. No, the American if, League has a great outfield. We do. If you want to find the nearest Oriole, you have to go all the way down to Austin Hayes, who's, you know, seventh in the American League in batting average, having a great year. He's 18th um, in voting. Cedric Mullins is 20th in voting. Um, Josh, if you look at it as a whole, the Orioles have the second best record. Is this still true? Am I making this up? It, no, because well, Texas uh, no, is better now. We are the third best record. Third best record in baseball. But if you look at the all-star voting, outfielders, 18th and 20th, designated hitter, nobody, shortstop, 8th, third baseman, 10th, second yeah. baseman, 8th, first baseman, 8th, catcher first. D- 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 it feels a little bit like the Orioles are getting screwed in the all-star ballots. Yeah. For having the third best record. Yeah, well, I'm telling you, putting Gunner as a DH instead of a third base option screws him. Um, Adley well, he is an obvious had a great one. Year, to be Austin fair. Hayes, Austin Hayes deserves to be up there, um, but he's yeah. going up some juggernauts in the outfield. Still, he should be above Harrison who, Bader and Jared Kalenic and and Mount uh, Castle has really come down to earth. Gone well. Mount Castle's kind of turned into Chris Davis. Yeah. Um, Urias hasn't had a great year. Mateo has really can't fallen down. Yeah, I mean, Urias I got hurt. That, that, I mean, yes, hurt. that hurt him. Yeah, that hurt him in a couple ways. Yeah, yeah. So it's like mm, Mullins. No. I think when he was playing, deserved to be in the top ten. Mullins, yeah, Mullins should have been up there. Mullins and Hay, Mullins, Hayes, and Adley have played well enough to get votes. Yeah. And then, of course, pitching. You got Batista and Cano, which oh, should both get to be on there. They're, they're locks. Yeah, I think Batista no. and Cano will be there. They're locks. So we're going to have those two. I think Wells has pitched well enough to deserve it. And Rutschman's a lock. So that's you're going to have at least three. And then you hope Wells, maybe Hayes, maybe Mullins. But right. it's not looking good really for those guys right now. No, but, but yeah, you're saying we're going to have – Three to five players in the All Star game. That's at least good. three. At least yeah. three and a couple outside chances. Sure. Yeah. Right. So no, that's not too bad. But it's yeah, still rigged. But, it's still rigged voting. Yeah, yeah. I just think for the. I mean, it also is a testament to. I mean, we were just talking about the contributions recently, of Hicks, and O'Hearn. Like yes. we have a pretty, well balanced team, right? Like this is not a team being carried by one player. This is a every night is a different star, you know. Not, I don't want to go into whole world's magic here, but um, <laughs> it really feels like a, a very balanced attack this year. It is. It's a very balanced team. It's not it's a it's an interesting team to cheer for because you're right. Besides Adley, it's not it's there's no real big holes in the lineup. There's no one that you don't think can do their job. There's guys that are struggling but not like, not a place where you're obviously, oh, well, we can make a move and upgrade here. That's not so clear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I saw, and I don't, I don't need to pull it up, but I saw someone tweeted out about the Orioles. I think Orioles Statistics or whatever his name is. He was a really good follow on Orioles Twitter. He, he said, you know, the Orioles, um, like four through seven or something in, is, in the lineup is a joke. And then on Sunday, they just did nothing but hit every time they were up. So, like, uh, it's it's guys that you don't always 
suspect who've been coming through. And it seems like it's been kind of all year, whether it's Frazier, who has what I don't know, he has like seven home runs this year. Um, and you didn't expect that power at all towards McKenna has been clutch at times. O'Hearn's RBI machine. We saw Josh Lester come up with some big hits. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's been a, a balanced attack. Totally. Josh, I was watching that Gunnar Henderson home run. Yeah. The longest live. home run hit on Utah street. Yeah. And like, I see home runs all the time. Like it's not a big, I see home runs all the time at Camden Yards. The moment he hit that ball, it was like a jaw-dropping. I was watching with Silas. And I was, it was like, I like, like grabbing Silas. Like this is something you just don't see. No, it's that is this, kind of home run. Right. As soon as it launched, it was that has a chance to get the warehouse. Yeah. And then it is goes from that to Gunnar Henderson. One day will be the first person to hit the warehouse. Oh, you going there? He missed it by like ten feet. Yeah, that ball um, carried. If that ball went down the right field line, it would have smacked off the wall, off the warehouse. Some, some say he missed it by a foot. I want to get to that. But um, dude, we're going from uh, I thought it was going to be Sam Horn to maybe Randy Milligan to we were convinced maybe it'd be Chris Davis, right? Lefty power bat. Now Gunnar I mean, Henderson, that's who true. by the way is not fully grown into his body. Right? And, this is a man still growing his strength. And people wanted to write him off, and what a week has he had! Yeah, uh, people want to write him off are idiots. I yes, I don't. I don't take anyone. That's Facebook. No, in That's fact, Facebook, we, bro. We went the opposite way on here, where we said this is ridiculous. He should be playing every game. Yeah, yeah. That's what. Like, that was I don't our know, stance. Yeah, I, so I don't know why Adam Frazier is getting um, at bats over Gunner. I thought that, right. that. I think that's when you look at plate appearances. There's no way Adam should have more at bats than Gunner. Um, right, but but the thing I want to get to, Josh, is the home run. I don't know if you you paid attention to this at all, but the home run went 462 feet. Yes. Did you see a picture of it being marked? Yes. It was marked and listed as the longest home run outside of Ken Griffey Jr. in the home run derby. The right. longest home run hit in a game at yes. Camden Yards. Correct. However. Except I thought we had one in left field that went a lot further. Oh, maybe, 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 maybe it's just right field. But I saw this, but I did see the same thing. But if you look close at the picture, yeah, a couple, a couple feet away and closer to the warehouse, further from home plate, thus hit further, was a little baseball plaque with the name Jim Tomei on it. Right, right. Jim Tomei hit a home run. Jim Tomei hit a home run. 440 feet. Yes. Yet it was marked past slightly Correct. ahead of the home run by Gunnar Henderson, yes. marked as 46 462 feet. Did you pay attention to this, Josh? Have you yes. seen this? Yeah. All right. Did, did, did you read the banner, Baltimore banner article to find out why this is? No. Did they move home plate? Or was the or is it that the fact that now they can actually measure like electronically with cameras and before it was always a guess? Uh yes, it's kind of that. Okay. It's StatCast now. And StatCast takes into account, and I, I don't know how I feel about this. No, they, don't tell me they take into account like where it would have dropped if the Utah Street was at at, at floor level. That's exactly level. what they do. So, oh, I don't exactly like that. Right. I don't so like that. So Utah Street is one story I up guess, right. I guess from, that's, from that, the ground level. That's the only it, way to make it fair, 
like right. comp- from t- for all stadiums. For stadium, stadium, yeah. So, but I also, so I understand that, but I don't like it because that's part of what makes baseball unique. Right. So I think it probably was four hundred forty feet, but at the that's end why, it was going. You know, if it had another story to kind of drop on that angle, it would have went four hundred sixty-two feet. By the okay. way, Ken Griffey Jr.'s home run four sixty-five, right? It's four sixty-five. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. so, so just three feet further. Um, but again, that was pre-stat cast, and Jim Tomey's home run was pre-stat cast. So there's really no way to know which home run was actually further. But it's interesting that one is a little farther, yeah. but it's listed as 22 feet shorter than the other home run. Just interesting. But that's which, when, I, when I, yeah, that's just interesting. Which way? Which way of measuring do you prefer? Um, I mean, I think. I mean, I, I Statcast is more fair and more yeah. accurate. I hate, so I guess Statcast. I hate baseball changing things. Like I hate that, but Statcast makes more sense. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. Can I just say too, while we're on this subject of Statcast? Okay. There's so much data available now, and so many statistics. You can get lost forever in these things, and some of them are insightful, and some of them are dumb. And some of them are useful, and some of them aren't. So why on Masson do I still need to know what Adam Frazier's batting average is against the NL West? Which I feel like I see this all the time. Their batting average and kind of RBI against and home runs against a division. When maybe there's not a single pitcher left in that division. It doesn't say anything about the team. It doesn't say anything about any, who's pitching. It's just right. kind of this... I just think it's of all the stats out there, and I just see it all the time. Like this is the most you have so many stats available to you. Why do you keep on going back to their numbers I, versus division? It's just so weird to me. I roll it into um baseball being full of superstitions and stuff like that. That it's like, oh well, maybe he plays bad in these parks, or maybe but he that, it doesn't even take into account home and away. Or bad or good um against, these against the team wearing this color uniform. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are I you a fan that. of Apple? Does the probability numbers I, in the bottom right? Do, do you like that or no? I do. I like it. I like it for like a conversation piece. I like it when t- watching with Owen or whatever and being able to talk about it. Um, I also, I just, I love Apple's broadcasts. It's so clean and it's, they're doing it at a different frame rate or something where because the picture is so good, the stats and stuff are, don't distract me from at all from the game where like it's way better than a scrolling bar that goes across the bottom with fantasy stats or something. Yeah, no, I, I like the Apple telecast. I, um, I prefer hometown announcers. Um, True. I'd like but, to but see I, Kevin I like Brown the with that. Everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you about the Apple podcast. And now my, and my, my son says he's doing it too. I was just going, we were going to, we went to Walmart and Faye was trying to claim I said, you can't bring the doll. She had a doll she was carrying with her. I said, you can't bring the doll in the store because they'll think you're stealing the doll. And Faye said, they don't have this doll in the Walmart. And I said, how could you possibly know what every doll they have? She said, because I've been here before and I looked at all the dolls. And I said, you still can't know. <laughs> and then Silas says, Silas says, you know, there's a 99% probability, Faye, that you're wrong. And I was like, what are you talking about 99% probability? Because you've been watching the games. It's because of these games. Yeah, we were talking about the probability it. stuff too. You um, know, this Sunday, the Orioles have a, another Peacock game 
which I'm not a fan of. Oh, yeah. I don't like the Peacock broadcast. And I don't especially don't like it because it starts at like 1030 and 9 a.m. or something. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, we went to the last one, right? Yes. Wasn't that against when the we, Braves? We went yeah, to when the, we went to the Braves was the last one. Yeah. Uh, um, speaking of. Oh, well, hold on. I maybe I'm wrong. Okay. I thought they play it. I thought it's the Peacock game, but the schedule says one o'clock on my phone. For what? So, for the Peacock game on Sunday. Okay. That's but I saw ads against the Cubs, but I saw ads that it's on Peacock. So I don't know what that means. Yeah. Um, but you mentioned before, I mentioned the home run. You mentioned there's there's maybe some kind of gunner wanted the home run back. Why? Because it was okay. so far. Well, I don't even know if players ask for this or if player team, if, if player, if or, uh, team guys go out and do this. But yeah, I mean, you know, they get it back. They want it back because it's the longest hit ball on uh, at Camden Yards or on Utah Street. Or and it's Gunner's first ball on Utah Street. So yeah, so the the trade was, and you talked about the Reds player and how the fan was trying to negotiate and treat it like it was Aaron Judge's whatever 600th home run um, for a rookie ball. So the trade for Gunnar Henderson's ball was two game-used autographed bats and a meet-and-greet. Wow, that seems high for just a home run that's not even like his first ever home run or anything. I thought that, I know, I thought that was high. I thought that was very, like, I'm assuming the Orioles just offered that. I don't think the guy's going to be like, no, I want two bats, not one. All I got from the Orioles is a hat and some stickers. Um, Josh, but yeah, that was what for, would that your, was how, how do you feel about this whole, like, what would you do if you caught a, a big home run? Let's say Jackson Holiday, all the hype. He comes up his first home run of his Oh, career. I got an easy, I got an easy one. What are you asking for? Uh, he's got to come on the podcast. Oh, that that's a stipulation? Yeah. Yeah. Just g- come on here. Be a guest on here. Give me an autographed ball. We're good. Yeah. So you're willing to blackmail him just to get him on the show? No, a photo op and come hang out with us. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, I mean, what do I what do I want? Season tickets from the Orioles? I mean, yeah, okay. But uh, a World Series ring? Can I put that stipulation in? Can I put a hey? I'll, I'm good. I'm going to gamble on you. I will give you this for nothing. But if you win the World Series, I want a ring. Even though you did nothing to warrant that ring, except but like catch someone. No, else I got I got the ball. I got the ball. Mm-hmm. I did something to be part of that year. Yeah, I don't need and I don't want anything. I think it's silly. I think the whole trade for whatever is silly. Mm. Yeah, I'm of two minds. On the one hand, like I cringe when people talk about this because, like, just get to do the ball. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, it's a ball. I, on the other hand, I think like my other side of it is like like I caught that ball. I've never caught a home run ball before. Yeah, I kind of just want to keep the ball. <laughs> like it's and it's right. my ball. Like it's my ball. I caught. All right, it. hold on. That's how the rules work. Big difference if you catch the ball. Versus it hits the ground and you go chase it. Yeah. Big difference for me there. Yeah. but um, and, and I'm not a ball hawk. Like, I've never ca- caught a ball. So, like, it's kind of right. a big deal for me. Yeah. Um, no, though, I think – and it's for me, it's the memory. So, I'll take a photo. Photo yeah. out. Sure. Yeah. Here you go. I, I think this question is interesting, too. It does make me cringe when people talk about negotiating for, for a ball. But – It's creepy. Um, I, I, it reminds me of the adults that get – the adult autograph collectors. Yeah. And, and it also, like, yeah, like, like, why do you want, like, if I, what, you want five signed bats? 
what are you going to do with five signed bats? Right now, <laughs> but right. I, I can like, see if you have a collection, maybe, maybe you want a signed bat to hang up in your office. That's cool. You know, right. Like, the four other ones. You're going to take now, them to eBay or something. Okay. All right. Aaron Judge, 600th home run. Okay. Maybe I want a little bit for that because I know I can go and sell it on the open market for this. You're not going to, you're going to get 50 bucks for that Gunnar Henderson home run ball. Yeah. And then if you're the one type of guy, no real value outside of up, how do you know? Exactly. Yeah. And, but the other thing I do like about it is it reveals what is important to people, right? Like it reveals that you value kind of that experience more than an autograph. That right. But we only, value. but we only, and we only hear about the people who, the cringy people. Yeah. Who see it as a lottery ticket. Yeah. Like I bet, I bet you, Josh, be more inclined to, Say sure, like I'd be willing to give you the ball. Like what 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 are what are you gonna like offer? And they would say, you know, well, you get to meet them and and you'll say, Yeah, that sounds good. And then you just do it. There's right, not a negotiation an, problem. If an usher came over and asked for the ball, I'd just give him the ball. Yeah. Like if you want to offer me something, great. But I yeah. wouldn't say, What are you gonna give me for it? I wouldn't I would that it'd be like, Yeah, who caught the ball? I did. And then they say, Can we have it back? Here you go. Yeah. My assumption is nowadays they probably say, "Hey, we'll get you a meet and greet or something." Yeah, and and I'll be like, "All right, yeah, here you go." It's like, it's not a whole posse standing around like no. the Dela Cruz home run as there's a standoff here. No, get out your cameras and let's videotape because right because I want to make this all. I want to make Gunner. I want to make Gunner Henderson's home run all about me. Yeah, no, yeah, it, give, it, 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 the, give it the ball. It's 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 not a great look. And if you really want an autographed ball, you can go on eBay and get them for 30 bucks. It's not that big of a deal. And if but, I want a game use ball, I can walk in the store and buy one. Yeah. But I don't the think I it. would ask for. You know what I would ask for? What? Uh, once we talk about all the cringy stuff, I would want um, lifetime parking pass in the A lot. <laughs> in the handicap spot. Yeah, in the handicap spot. I want a race handicap, put my name, spot reserved whenever I come in town, and that's I, my parking spot. That's I what like I value. That. I value I like a close parking spot to the stadium. I will also accept a golf cart guy to come pick me up. Mm. Every time. I don't like. I don't like. I don't like. People might stare at me. Um, I don't want to do the golf cart. Um, no, no, no. Because then you get to go by and people get to say that's the guy that caught Gunnar Henderson's ball. Yeah, maybe if the golf cart is just especially for me. I don't uh, want to. Yeah, a sign, a sign, parking spot. I don't know. That might uh, cause some eggs to get thrown your, at your car or something, or some, a nice key down the side. Oh, I don't think so. So, no, I don't. I don't need anything. It's all silly. Right. All right, Josh. If, I, if I was the Reds, yeah. I would have told that guy, "All right, keep the ball. Yeah. Whatever. We don't need it. We'll just yeah. go." And <laughs> it's the Reds. We'll just take this other ball and we'll just certify it as the official ball. Yeah. Um, no, like I, I think you know, if you catch Jackson Holiday ball, that's uh, just catching the home run ball itself is a lifetime memorable experience, yeah, right? Like you were the dude who caught Jackson Holiday's first home run. Like Correct. when you watch replays of holidays, you can go online and look at yourself and see yourself catching the Jackson Holiday. Like that, that is the is the prize, right? That's that's the cool thing that that you really can't kind of put a price on. That's that's the cool stuff. But yeah. All right, you 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 got a. I think I covered all my topics, right? I think I did. Uh, right. You got a phone call. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of fun because the Orioles played so well, but we don't have like deep topics. So there's no need to break all this stuff down. 
So uh, I don't know. Do you want to talk about stadium etiquette or do you want me to talk about a uh, phone call from a lawyer for Major League Baseball? Oh, my. <laughs> I, I, I already know where this is going. This is about some of your merchandise, right? Oh, it's about all. Uh, yeah, it's about a bunch. Or maybe of not some of your merchandise. All your merchandise. It's about a bunch of my merchandise. Uh, not all. For Birdland Sports. Uh, Josh, my so, question, only question, it, did this phone call, was this, did this take longer to happen than you thought? Or did this happen more quickly than you thought? Were you surprised by this phone call? This, uh. Because it seemed to me inevitable. This took longer. No, I knew this was coming. I expected a letter. But at the same time, I have been reaching out since August of last year. Every month I've been emailing MLB and MLBPA trying to get get meetings to talk about licensing. Okay. Because I want Birdland Sports to be like a legit licensing because I really am proud of my designs. Right. So I want to get it licensed. So, yeah, no. I was waiting for the phone call. I was right. waiting for the email. The, 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 the letter or the email. The letter. Sure. The letter. I've talked to, I know um, some guys who've made shirts in the past have gotten a nice cease and desist letter, and then that design goes down. Right. So I expected that where I'd be like one le- one design at a time taken down as I get these letters. I know I had a conversation with Barstool. They have an MLBPA license, and they still get takedown notices. Right. So, um, but that's more because of the appropriateness of what they do. Um, so I know clown noses on people. Yeah. Right. Okay. Go ahead. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so I know these letters were coming and I was waiting for them. So I got an email saying, Hey, uh, you, uh, from a MLB lawyer saying, Hey, uh, we should talk and you need to take down these shirts. And they sent me like eight shirts. And I was like, all right, yeah, this makes sense. They're all the Oriole bird ones. I knew this was coming. Take it all down. Sure. And I respond and say, all right, no problem. They're down. Uh, I've been trying to get licenses for MLB and MLBPA for months. No problem. And then I get an email back saying, thank you, but we really need to talk. So I'm like, all right, Mm -hmm. I'm available this afternoon. Here's my number. Give me a call. Mm. So we talk. So I get the phone call. And the phone call is the MLBPA uh, lawyer who deals with licensing all the time, who super nice lady. Like I got nothing bad to say about her. Right. We had a great, great conversation. Hey, listen, it flatters you because you become big enough to get on their radar. So yeah, exactly. I told her. Yeah. I told her. First thing I told her is I said, I said, hey, I knew this was coming. So let's talk about it. What do I need to do to make my shirts legal and all? And it starts with her uh, going through my website and tell me what shirts that I need to take down right. and tell me what shirts I'm what, what shirts she basically said. If it has the Oriole bird on it, it has to go down, even if I redrew the Oriole bird. And then I was, and then she started talking about some of the player shirts, and I'd say, "Oh, well, that's not an Orioles uniform. Like, yeah, that's, um, that's uh, Cole Irvin, but he's clearly wearing a Birdland shirt, not a not an Orioles shirt." Sure, yeah. And uh, so that's when she started expanding with, "Well, if you're making a shirt." In the Orioles colors, that implies baseball. Then we might go after you. That sounds like a bit of a gray that, area there. That sounds a bit of a gray area. Then she goes on to saying that um, all your shirts that say Birdland or Charm City, they're in the Orioles font. And I said, no, they're not. I said, they're just in a script that I pulled off the Internet. It's called baseball font. It's for softball jerseys. I said, I told the lawyer this. I said, if you're really going to come after me for a script that says Charm City, 
then you've got a lot of softball jerseys out there to go after because that's just a generic baseball font. It is not the Orioles font. Yeah. And she said, she, uh, so that one that seemed like font a little, seems hard too because there's an yes. endless amount of fonts that are all kind of slightly different. Yes, exactly. Like too. Exactly. So I said, I'm, I said, I'm not, I said, I'm taking down whatever you tell me to, but I don't really, I'm not really thinking that one. And then she, that's when she's went into, well, you're wearing, you're doing the orange and black and you're saying Baltimore. And I'm like, I don't, so I was like, you're really pushing it. And then she tried to imply that the word Birdland is part mm-hmm. of Baltimore. And I'm like, no, I've been using that for years. I'm not, I'm not, there's no way. And she was like, I can't tell you that you cannot take that down. But if I were you, I would. Is Birdland I, a copyrighted term? No, Orioles? it's not. It's not. It's okay. not. And neither is Term City. Uh, but she's trying to imply that if it's in Orioles color and it's a shirt designed for baseball fandom, that it falls under Orioles MLB licensing. Mm. And I said, I at least your uh, Oreo shirt's safe. No, no, no. She did the Oreo <laughs> shirt. <laughs> Wasn't that safe either? <laughs> well, specifically because it says Orioles. Oh. Okay. So the Oreo shirt is down. <laughs> I thought right, you had the so color then, going for you. Yeah. But yeah. So um, so then she talks about the what's weird is I an hour before her phone call, I finally get a response to one of my emails from the MLBPA. Saying yeah, let's let's set up a meeting and talk about licensing. Okay. Which I've been emailing them for months. They happened to email me an hour before my phone call, and this lady says, "Oh, that's a, just a coincidence. I got nothing to do with that. I have mm. nothing to do with PA." And then she advised me. She said that get, that people get in trouble because if you get the PA license, you're not supposed to use the Oriole jerseys. And I said, "Well, they're not Oriole jerseys; they're Birdland jerseys." And she said, "Oh, but they look like Oriole jerseys." Said, but they're not. So she advised that I take the player jerseys down uh, while I negotiate with the PA. So the player jerseys are down right now, just based on advice, because I have to remove the thing that looks like an Oriole bird from the caps of the players. Mm -hmm. And then I'm waiting until my meeting on Friday with the Players Association to put the player shirts back up. But here's where she really got irritated me. She then goes into my logo for Birdland Sports and says the Birdland Sports logo looks way too much like an Oriole bird. Now, I don't know. You take a look at my logo. Yeah, it's, a bir- it's a bird wearing a baseball says. hat, but it does not look like the Oriole bird. Yeah. But she's trying to imply because it's a bird, because it's baseball and Birdland, like that all this comes together. I do not believe my Oriole, my Birdland bird logo. I mean, like it is Oriole a bird. bird wearing a baseball cap. Exactly. But I bet that there is other birds. Let's see, bird wearing baseball cap. Um, my guess is that there are other Oriole, other birds out there wearing baseball caps. Yeah. So I don't, I think, so it was, it was interesting because it was like, I knew the phone call was coming and I was expecting it at some point, but then the, I, the overreach and almost like kind of pushing, like, here's what you have to take down, but I'd advise you take down this other stuff too, which I don't think they had any right to tell me to take down. So uh, all that's been taken down. As Well, I mean, I think their job and their goal is to her, get it her, all. Her gone. goal is is to is to just eliminate you as a place Correct. people can buy shirts, right? And so her 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 I'm sure her bosses would like her to to get it all down, right? 
So you for start instance, with the obvious one and then try, she try tried, to get the rest oh, now. For instance, here's a fun one. Did you know that the word that the word World Series champion is licensed by the MLB? So you cannot make a shirt that says World Series. Mm, this is and year I, 2023. Right. And I asked her, well, how does the World Series of Poker do it? And she tells me that the World Series of Poker pays Major League Baseball a buttload of money in order to mm. call it the World Series of Poker. Hmm. So I found that interesting. Um, so you have she's like world champs or something. Yeah. Then the, just uh, what is it? Oh, tried to go after the I want to party like it's 1983 shirt. And I said, that's not a baseball shirt. That's a nostalgic shirt from when right. we were young. Yeah. Exactly. I said, I just like 83. Yeah. So, so uh, they don't people, own the year 1983. Right. So they were they were uh, definitely some bullying going on. Yeah. So there's still plenty of shirts up there. I took about half the shirts down right now, mostly because I have the I have my meeting on Friday with the Players Association, and then I'll be putting some player shirts back. Yeah. But there's still plenty of shirts up there. And uh, what was interesting was talking to her about the fact that I guess they have to constantly go after eBay and Amazon and Etsy, and then also all the Chinese shirts overseas <laughs> that where they're trying to actually sell them as she's like, you're she's like, we understand what you're doing. We still have to shut it down to keep our trademarks. But the real pain is when we have to go after the people that are saying they're legit MLB merchandise. Yeah. And I bet the communication there is a little bit more challenging <laughs> communicating. Exactly. With you. Exactly. Yeah. Like me, yeah. it was a phone call and a phone call where it's like, I understood. And, and also, so a lot of stuff's been taken down, and uh, Major League Baseball is supposed to review my site this week to make sure nice. I'm complied. So, nice. So we'll get. So I'll, 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 our listeners can tune in for some updates on on yeah. uh, hashtag Josh gets sued. Like I'll tell you, follow the updates. No, I'm not getting sued. <laughs> and kidding. if I do, that's why that business is an LLC and separate, protected. Yeah. Um, but if you've been wanting a shirt that I had to take down, just send me a message. So I hope, she's, I hope she's not listening to this podcast, Josh. No, I've I don't think she <laughs> listens to the podcast. And if she does, if, that was if just she, a did, joke. she she hasn't listened this far. Let's let's be right. honest. We're we're, exactly. we're like minute fifty here. She hasn't been listening. Right, this far. right. And hey, yeah. Besides, send me a message if you want one of those shirts, and I'll tell you they're no longer available because of MLB. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. All right, that was a good story time with Josh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you. Would, I thought you'd enjoy that. I purposely did not tell you all week about this. Yeah, because I th- I wanted to tell you here. Yeah, I mean it's not that I want to see Birdland Sports crash and burn when the MLB just stomps it, but I do enjoy a little bit of drama in your life, Josh. No, I, I know feel you like, like it's drama. a little bit drama free. So, but, but you'd you can, also know like I'm not the type of guy that's going to stress. And if they shut the entire site down, I'd be like, oh, okay, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. Like it, I made the shirts because I wanted to have fun and make sure. Yeah, it's not your livelihood. This is not your livelihood. No, no. In fact, I think I might be losing money rather than making money on the business. I have to do my math better. It sounds like this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) It's not a. It's not a money maker. But Homer hoses are still there, as well as plenty of little players. She didn't try to come up with the Homer hoses, Josh, did she? Because that would be. That's where we got to draw the line. The Homer. No. Nope. So we'll see. uh, I'm sure she'll tell me to take a couple more down, but go get them. Just help me out over there. Get them before, yeah, before they're gone. All right. 
I guess, uh, can we go talk about this stadium etiquette real quick before we get out of here? All right, I got like five minutes. Let's do it in five minutes. All right. All right. Then here, I'll quickly go through. This is the most stuck up article I've ever read from a baseball fan. Like clearly this, this is person, in the sun from this is in the Baltimore Sun a sports reporter or like an editor or like an opinion piece. This is the comment from this who, is written. Who's the yeah, who's the writer? This is written by Eugene Wu. Uh all right. Any credentials there okay. for, for Eugene? This is a it's this article is called a reader's response. So I okay, think it's yeah, like yeah. a letter to reader's the editor. Response. Yeah, letter right. the editor. It's it's a person. Okay. All right. Um, all right. My wife and I have been dec- here's here's the setup for him. My wife and I have been decade long season ticket holders for both the Orioles and Ravens. We have noted this clear uptick in attendance at Oriole Park this year. Now, I'll first note if he's only been in on a uh, season ticket holder for a decade, it means he jumped on on the last bandwagon. Anyway, as fans return to the ballpark. Perhaps a reminder of some do's and don'ts are in order. Let's call this Stadium Etiquette 101. All right, so you're ready to go through his etiquettes. And let's see what you think about this. Is this what you would make a list if someone told you, here's what's important when you go to the ballgame? Okay. Do shout O during the Star Spangled Banner. I I agree with that. But I admit, uh, many years ago, I was uh, ambivalent to regarding this tradition, and I wondered if it was disrespectful to our country or its veterans. I've had recent discussions, not recent as in last week, but when I was in Maryland with someone, a coworker, who felt it was disrespectful to America, shout, oh, I thought he was a nutcase. Well, Um, after careful consideration, I believe that most people take no offense and consider it a unique and enduring homage to Orioles baseball past and present. I, I agree with that. I know not everyone agrees with that. I agree with that. All right. I mean, Number two. I, 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 me and my son whisper, oh, at, at, at these random Myerling games, too. Number two. Yeah. Do not curse in front of young children. I, I wish that was true. Yes. An occasional off-color remark among adults is sometimes a welcome and amusing diversion at a ball game. But you wouldn't want that in front of your young kids. I don't want to sit behind a bunch of guys in young twenties who are drunk and cursing with my kid. I, I kind of agree with no, that. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. All right. In a related matter, do not discipline someone else's kid. That's a weird baseball etiquette thing. <laughs> I know. I know exactly. <laughs> that's out of left field. If a child that's if a child is kicking the back of your seat or poking you with their foam finger, politely. Bring it to their parents' attention. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm, My approach to that is a parent raising thing. I think it takes community. My kids don't listen to me. I'd rather someone else tell them because they're more likely to listen to a stranger than they are to me. So I'm all about someone telling my kid to behave better. I'm all about that. Right. Go ahead and embarrass the kid. Yeah, you'll embarrass me too, but deal with it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Kids should be called out. Number uh, four, whatever one. Do be kind to out of town fans. Camden Yards is a source of civic pride and a draw for baseball fans everywhere. So they're very much like us. They just live somewhere else. Well, and we know that, Josh, because we um, have been uh, – We live somewhere else. We, we've been out-of-state fans. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 would, I would draw exceptions with, you know, Yankees and Red Sox fans. But other than that, I would agree with that. All right. And finally – 
do not constantly get up and down from your seat, obstructing other people's view of the games. Thank combine, you. Combine your concession stand and restroom trips to minimize interruptions for your fellow fans. Enter your section from the side that inconveniences the fewest amount of people. And do wait for a break in the action before making people get up to your seat. At baseball games, there's ample time between pitches or innings to do so. Josh, I love that. I'm applauding. I applaud. This article. I'm telling you, Josh, this 10 article. years ago, this, I completely agree with this last one. 10 years ago, I feel like this never happened. People would always wait for, yes. you know, an out well, or it's a like, small break in the action. Now, mid-pitch, people will yes. walk down the aisle. And no, it I kicks agree me off that. every time. I agree with that. We, I agree. I always more wait. Crouching. I always used to crouch yeah. at the aisle. Crouch well, at the aisle. Right. Well, well, no, you, know you know what? You know what annoys me with the aisle? In the aisle, is the mid game. Hey, let's run down to the end of the uh, end of the aisle and get a photo. Let's run out to the to row one and and take a selfie in the middle of the yeah. game. That's what bugs me. But yes, you're right. I remember when you go to hockey games and they've got the guy that stands there and won't let you go down the aisle until it's done. That's how it should be done. I do agree with that. But my question for you is what where do you what do you think this guy's experience at Camden Yards was that he went home and typed up this long article to submit to to, to uh the sun? Yeah. I mean, clearly when you write something, you're addressing specifics that have happened to you. There's so nothing he's, in he's, here. This he's isn't sat a gr- behind people who's cursed with his son. He clearly has a son. This isn't his, tips someone at has all. disciplined his son. His son's probably a little rotten kid. Um, just like right. mine, and so someone says something to him. Uh, and this isn't and tips, a, this isn't tips at all on enjoying a ball game. Yeah, I, I'm surprised there's nothing in here about the wave. Um, right. No, if or, you want to write a true, we could write a better uh, prep thing for going to Oriole games. Do you know what I wonder sometimes too? When yeah. is it appropriate to stand up and clap? I know you do it for the last batter. Is it oh. rude if you got if you're the if you're in the fourth inning, the guy's got two strikes. He's had a no. really good he struck out the first two batters. The next guy has two strikes. Am I allowed in yes. two three six to stand up with someone behind me and start yes. clapping with two strikes? Two outs, two strikes, always yes, no matter inning. what inning. Any no matter inning. what inning. No. I think I, I think as a true baseball fan, you need to feel the intensity of that moment. But yes. Yeah. I think that's all. Is it appropriate at any point to stand up and clap? Like if I'm just really passionate about a thing, can I stand up and clap? Is there any time where it's like you probably should not stand up and clap? Not in front of the pitch, but after it happens, yes. So like a home run, a double, a single, a triple, anything like that, yes. Right, but I'm saying. Standing there and waiting for the pitch, no. But if it's the first inning, three, two count, a run on second base, you know, add the Rutschman up. How many? Can I stand up and start clapping? Uh, I think in that case, you'd wait until after the hit. I think standing up and clapping is a but I'm, defensive I'm antsy, maneuver. I'm excited. Yeah, but I think it's a defensive maneuver. Making the noise and everything is a defensive maneuver. Well, Josh, but okay, but I'll tell you right now, all of that etiquette changes in a playoff game. Oh, yeah. This guy better just stay at home. Because you're I'm, October, standing every stay at home. I'm standing up the entire time. To play totally off. agree. Totally agree. Yeah, playoff game, the first 162 games, you relax a little. Playoff games, yeah, let's, let's get all these seats out of here. Everyone stands. Yeah. They also need to put a big screen TV 
in the kids' zone section at Camden Yards where they have the bounce yes. house. And right, because they put they it have, over. They put it over by the playground, but not yeah, but on there's the other not side. one by the pitching thing and the That's, bounce house and the. Uh, yeah, they also need a. They also need a batting cage back there too. By the way, even if it's like a t-ball type thing. Well, don't they have the one, the little wiffle ball one that blows the air up and holds it? No, no they got nothing. One, nothing that one's gone. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but that's not etiquette. That was just something. No, that's just about. that's just tips for Cam. Tips for Camden Yards. Yeah. Um, but thank you for sharing those etiquette things. Yeah, I, I, I just I'm not your really the last article. one about the standing up between like picking your spot to go. No, down the I aisle. like that one. I like that one. I just think I just read this and was like, man, this guy got something something stuck up in him and he just had to go home and and, and write this up it's very specific about some yeah about a few things yes I, like, I hope he was a selective etiquette i just say i i hope he doesn't accidentally buy section 86 and get stuck in the bird bath yeah that would not i don't think he would like that experience no he doesn't yeah he doesn't seem like a bird bath guy to me no all right let's get out of here we covered all our topics yeah, we got through it. And some. Yeah. 7-Eleven. Enjoy it. Don't yeah. take it for granted. Make sure your calendars are marked ahead of time for those spousal conversations. Okay. Yeah. And uh, enjoy lawyers. Yeah, absolutely. All right, boys and girls. While you still can, go to Berlin Sports. Yeah. Um, no, it's we're not be going anywhere. Section no. 336 isn't going anywhere. Hey, you told me you told me this week you're going with you're meeting me up in Tampa for July 22nd. I am. Yes. All right. So hey, I'm down. Three, three, six, or send me a message. Come join us. Like we can get we can get seats. There's it's like 80 Oriole fans so far going together. So send me a message. We'll get you seats near us. What section are we in? Do you know? Like where where are we sitting? Uh, I can tell you. Let me or like see. the general area of the ballpark. A section number uh, doesn't mean anything to me. But a, we are in section. We are, I believe, we're in one in section one twenty three. I don't know what that means, but the one sounds good. I'm used to a three or four as the first number. I like that a one's the first number. Let's see. That, that I got sounds the, encouraging. I mean, I'm sure it's like row like twenty or whatever. Row L. We are oh, in my. section one twenty three. Row oh. L. We're L. passing numbers onto the alphabet. All right, cool. Yeah, but July twenty second at Tampa or at St. Petersburg. Yep, we're there. Yeah, send me a message so you can get in with us. All right. You can follow the show on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Share us on social media. Talk to when you're on the going to the game. Tell your friends about this podcast. You should check this out. The Oriole fans, check out the section three three six. Yeah, if you want, if you want uh, little postcards that you can hand out to promote us to to guys at stadiums. Hey, we're all out of. We're out of state, so we're definitely looking for some listeners that can help spread the word. So just send me a message. All right. You can, you know, send us a message on Twitter or on Facebook. You can send me a message on Twitter. My Twitter is at section 336. You can also follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka and at Birdland Sports. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's.